I know you all came out here tonight because you heard something that you liked on our We're going to play something different for you tonight, something you haven't heard. It's cool if you like it. It's, it's all right if you don't. Just decide for yourselves. The blues, brother? Shit. They still owe you money, fool. You know what I do? I connect. I get people off. I look for the one guy who isn't getting off, and I make him get off. Actually, that you can print. Okay, what are you always writing in there? Poems, mostly. Can I hear one? One. You can't laugh. Hickory dickory duck. Ooh, he ain't about to be plucked. Too groovy for craving. Too precious for panty. But he's a funky little feather bearing waterfowl. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. This week's battle is... Oh, wait. What the fuck are we doing? Oh, yeah. Best fictional musical act. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining us tonight? Well, tonight we have with us Chuck Farrell. Hi-oh. Jared Formby. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And Chris Fiore. How's the internet doing tonight? So, uh, we have... 32 fictional rockers from comics, movies, TV, books, whatever. All of them chosen by our panelists. We set them up in tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We pit one against the other and put it to a vote. Winner moves on to the next round, where it all begins again until something is crowned the best musical act. As always, you get to decide the criteria you use to determine the winner of each match, uh, who has the best music, uh, who is from the best fictional work, uh, who would you want to see live, and uh, just who plain fucking rocks the hardest? Uh, whatever rationale you want, as long as it works for you, we call that geek logic. It's the heart of every geek fight. And without further ado, we'll start jumping into the fights. I thought you were supposed to call Chuck Hercules. That's what he said. Hercules Farrell. But uh, let's jump into the fights. Uh, Mike is a little sick under the weather, so he's not going to be talking much. And I just so happen to pick him to go first and do the most fighting out of anybody. So, Mike... <laughs> this one is yours. It is the Max Rebo Band versus the Silver Platters. Uh, this is actually a, a, a tough one right out of the gate because, um, you know, I, I certainly do love Star Wars and I really enjoyed 
uh, the Max Rebo band, in particular from the uh, original versions. I think the, the music that they kind of expanded in the special editions wasn't quite as good. Um, but I'm going to vote for the Silver Platters. Uh, I was a, a big fan of the Brady Bunch. That was from the episode where they entered a musical talent competition uh, to win their parents some, I think it was a silver platter of some sort, and Peter's voice started changing, and they had to rewrite their song where his voice popped. And it just told all of us a very special message that when you're going through puberty, you're pretty much fucked. <laughs> oh, vote for the silver platters, Chuck. First of all, the Partridge family can beat the shit out of the Brady Bunch. Second of all, Max Rebo Band is from Star Wars. Now, I'll admit that Lucas kind of ruined uh, it with the whole freaking, you know, uh, jazz monkey electric harmonica dude, but uh, Max Rebo is the man. I remember finding a figure of his uh, at a garage sale when I was a kid, just being like, yeah, Max Rebo. Can't beat him. He has a uh, piano that's almost in complete 360 degrees of keys. Rebo. Uh, vote for Max Rebo. Jared. Um, it's interesting that a lot of people are mentioning this uh, Max Rebo um, having a, a big redo later. And it reminds me a lot of uh, how, you know, some of the bands we all know and love, like the longer they're around, suddenly they're acquiring new members. And uh, I guess that was the case for Max Rebo. So um, I'm thinking... You know, Huey Lewis in the News was, was great. What is this? Huey Lewis in the News and the Tower of Power? Not so much. So I'm going to go ahead and vote for the Brady Bunch on this one as well. Uh, vote for the Silver Platters. Uh, Chris? Yeah, the Brady Bunch never played Jabba's Palace. So I'm going to go with Max Rebo. Another vote for Max Rebo. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. And um, yeah, you guys didn't like the, the, the monkey thing. I love that fucking song. I love the shit out of the, the, the remastered Jedi fucking music video bullshit. Do you know the name of that song? They changed it to Jedi Rocks. Yes, that's why I love it. And that's <laughs> why I'm voting for it. Damon, this is going to be permanently on the internet. You really want <laughs> fa the fact that you loved anything from the remastered version of Jedi permanently on the internet? Yes. Well, all right. I love everything except for uh, the Ewok song being taken out. But the Max Rebo <laughs> band is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Dr. Funk's 100% natural good time family band solution from Arrested Development versus Funke. Funke. Oh, is it Funke? Funke. I apologize. Versus Tara and the Lords of the Underworld. Okay, um, this is kind of tough because I actually uh, really like both shows. I thought both were really uh, uh, funny musical acts. I actually put the, the Timmy one on here. I originally wanted to put Cartman. Uh, uh, you know, he does like a lot of good kind of solo songs, but it's not a musical act. So, uh, I'm going to go with Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld just because uh, I kind of like South Park. More as a show, and um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, vote for Tama, Jared. I, I put Dr. Funke's uh, 100% natural family solution on this list as a giant gift to all the geek fighters that come on this show. 
This is your opportunity to nerd out about Arrested Development. Where's the love for Arrested Development? It's here. It's ready for you. Go for it. You put this thing forward. Damon has to keep saying it. And I think that it should go forward, even though I love the shit out of South Park. Uh, vote for Dr. Funke's 100% natural good time family band solution. Uh, Chris. Uh, I just like saying it so much. Dr. Funke's 100% natural good time family band solution. I mean, it's 100% natural. Plus, I mean, Arrested Development. I do very much enjoy that show. But I'm going to go with Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld. A vote for Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld. Um, yeah, you know what, Jared? You're absolutely right. Guess what I just wrote down? Best of Arrested Development. We're going to have to do that. That's another episode coming up now. Good. Nice. That's how we roll. We, we have no shame. We will whore out anything. <laughs> but um, I remember but that doesn't get us out of this fight. Oh, no, no, no. Right now, the, Timmy has two, two votes, and it would almost get three votes from me because I remember playing Timmy and the Lords of the Underworld in your living room on Rock Band, uh, and it was one of the hardest fucking songs I've ever played on Rock Band. I still hate it to this day, but I do like how exorbitantly hard it is to say Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution, and uh, so I'm going to vote for that. Tied up. And send it to Mike, who might be vomiting. Mike? Uh, I am not vomiting, um, but I, I, I just got to say, when it comes to best fictional musical act, you can't just bring the funk. You got to bring the funke. And I'm not going to say it because then I might actually vomit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doctor, uh, vote for Dr. Uh, funke. And I'm not going to say the whole thing because that's all I'm going to write down because I don't oh, have man. the room to write the whole thing. I'll say it later if it goes on. And we are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is the Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou versus Leather Tuscadero and the Suede's. It often shocks me. And this is strange to be coming from a position as a Geek Fights listener and, you know, sometimes participant that the, uh, the Coen brothers, like, um, one, never really get any love and two get a lot of complaints about them. So uh, this is in response to all the complaints that have come out about Raising Arizona and any number of uh, awesome things that those guys have contributed. I'm going to go ahead and vote the Soggy Bottom Boys forward because, man, what are you talking about? That was some awesome, awesome bluegrass. Uh, vote for the Soggy Bottom Boys. Chris? Well, it comes down to Henry Winkler versus... Oh man, I hate when I do this. I, I, and it's something easy. Uh, the actor Clooney. Yeah, Cl George Clooney. See, I hate when that happens. First, George Clooney. I'm gonna go with the Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, vote for the Soggy Bottom Boys, and I, I, and I too will say, I am a man in constant sorrow. I love that fucking song. Uh, so I'm voting for the Soggy Bottom Boys as well, Mike. Uh, I figured I would likely be the only one voting for uh, Leather Tuscadero and the Swades. Um, and while the Soggy Bottom Boys uh, was great, and that was a great movie, and I agree completely, the Coen brothers uh, don't get enough love on this show. Uh, I'm voting for Leather because it's clear that none of you uh, went through puberty in the 70s. And, well, yeah. Uh, and... Susie Quattro 
decked out in completely uh, period inappropriate leather jumpsuits, wielding a bass guitar. Um, you know, I can't say for sure that that may have inspired my first boner, but it's very, very possible. So I'm going to give it to leather. Oh, vote for leather Tuscadero. Uh, Chuck. Uh, I'm going to vote for Scaramanga. <laughs> I'll vote for Scaramanga. <laughs> but the Soggy Bottom Boys are moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Disaster Area from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy versus The Beats from Doug. Alrighty then. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy informs us that Disaster Area is not only the loudest band to ever exist, but also the loudest noise to ever exist. Now, these are the dudes that you got to listen to their music from planets away. Because usually, the planet that they play on, they blow up with their music. However, the beats taught us all that sometimes you got to just shout your lungs out. But seeing as how I put disaster area on there, just kind of to get that out there, it's one of those funnier things. In the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that I always loved that Douglas Adams put in. I got to give it to them. A vote for Disaster Area. Um, you know, and I guess I could give some love to Doug right now. To our people, to our listeners who are mid to late 20s. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike is not going to know who Doug is. I, I guarantee you that. <clears throat> I almost don't know who Doug is, but I was still watching Nickelodeon at the time. I remember the beats. They were okay. Um, yeah, I guess. I, but uh, you know what, Chris? You sold me on Disaster Area. So I'm going to vote for Disaster Area. Mike? Uh, yeah, I will go for Disaster Area as well. You are correct. I don't know who the beats are. Um, I didn't remember who Disaster Area was until uh, you mentioned that Hitchhiker's Guide entry. And uh, that was all it took. So Disaster Area. Another vote for Disaster Area. Chuck? Hey man, you you know you gotta love Doug, sensitive Doug. Um, the Beats, man, they warned us against killer tofu. Uh, I just remember watching Doug back in the day. Uh, um, it's just like a great parody of kind of like a Beatles esque type uh, pop rock band. Uh, you know, Doug, man, that was when Nickelodeon didn't completely suck and have like iCarly and Disney crap in it. A uh, vote for Doug. Killer Tofu! Uh, Jared. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I, I was just wondering how um, something from Nickelodeon ended up on the list. And I, I'm not sure who put it there. But, I mean, ah, my, my relationship with Nickelodeon must have graduated uh, shortly before yours, David. Because I have no idea who these guys are. And then I saw that they were acquired by Disney. And apparently the beats broke up once Disney got a hold of them. So, I, man, no idea. Disaster area, though, sounds great. I like the idea of the written word leaping in here as a musical concept. So, disaster area. And disaster area is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, it is the Fabulous Baker Boys with Susie Diamond from the Fabulous Baker Boys versus Electric Dream Machine from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um... I know how much Jared loves <laughs> the fabulous Baker boys. No, it, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, I do. And it, it kind of pains me to vote against them here. 
Electric Dream Machine was so fucking ridiculously stupid and funny. Uh, I like them a lot. Uh, hell, hell, I'm going to give a vote to the Fabulous Baker Boys. Michael offset me here. Uh, Mike? Yep, I'm going to go for Electric Dream Machine because I am prepared to experience sexual magic. <laughs> Chuck? Damon. Oh. I gotta go with the freaking Electric Dream Machine, bro. That's like one of the best sunny Philadelphia bits. Uh, vote for Electric Dream Machine. Chris? Fighter of the Night, man. Oh, we're going dr- Electric Dream Machine. Champion of the Sun. Um, <laughs> Jared, can you sway any of these guys? I, I cannot sway any of them. I, I doubt very much anybody's seen this movie. Um... I've seen the Electric Dream Machine, um, and it is a fantastic bit for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It is. It's so good, in fact, that I believe I've stopped watching since it happened because I don't think it's been topped. I know I've caught a few episodes since then, but that and then the musical that they did later, I mean, that's it. I mean, that's It's Always Sunny, and now it's just kind of going through the motions as far as I know. I just equate it to The Simpsons. But that is Baker Boys. That is... Uh, single-handedly one of the greatest stories ever told in cinema for me and my canon and uh and there's just no way i guess to communicate the fact that this screenwriter his name is steve clovis um who wrote that and directed it he wrote it for nine or ten years before he finally got to film it and it came out to lackluster acclaim or whatever and it's kind of forgotten or swept under the rug but i do uh, take uh, glory in the fact that i do share uh, steam with somebody named uh, jk rowling who uh, called that her favorite movie and made sure that that screenwriter um, adapted her books, the Harry Potter books, to the cinema. And now he's getting more nerd work. He's going to be in charge of that uh, Spider-Man movie coming out this July. So, I mean, he's a fantastic writer, fantastic concept, and it's centered around music, the whole thing. I know that this is all rockers or whatever, and I don't know how that happened, but the Thaddeus Baker Boys for me is the greatest body of work ever. And so... I'm sorry I can't go up against something as pop culture iconic as Electric Dream Machine, but kind of saw it coming. Oh, hey, I like Jeff Bridges in it. I really did. Oh, are you going to change your vote? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I just, I'm just telling him I really like Jeff Bridges' performance in it. Uh, all right. Uh, and Michelle vo- Pfeiffer, who didn't get the Academy Award because Jessica Tandy got it that year because she was well, old. Oh my God! Don't get started. Anyway, <laughs> the fabulous Baker Boys got a vote. But the electric dream machine is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is the O'Neaters or the Wonders from That Thing You Do versus the Misfits from, what is that, Jim? Jim. Jim. Um, I, uh, th- this, is, this is one where I really am not that familiar with, uh, with either of these. Um, I, I don't know Jim. Uh, was Jim and the Holograms? Was that the cartoon? Uh, so I don't know that cartoon at all. And no, it's not. As uh, what uh, Chris said that earlier, it's not Jim and the Holograms, right? No, no. the The, the cartoon is Jim. Yeah, the Misfits okay. were yeah. were Jim's rivals. Okay, thank yeah, you. they were the they were the bad guys, I believe. Uh, but uh, I'm going to vote for the the Wonders because even though I'm not necessarily a big fan of the movie, it actually had really good music. I mean, there was some really nice catchy pop tunes uh in that movie i believe that was, was that tom hanks who directed that um 
it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, but he did. It was it. Tom Hanks that directed that. Yeah, oh, really? a lot of fun. Sorry to fell shroud on you, but that's true. A nice uh, period piece from the early days of rock and roll. Uh, it, it it may be a little bit light, but it was certainly a lot of fun. So I will vote for the wonders. I'll vote for the O'Neaters. Chuck. Yeah, uh, I'm not a, really a huge fan of either. Uh, um, so I'm going to vote for the Misfits just because they have the same name as the real band. I'll vote for the Misfits. Uh, Jared. Man, fuck the randomizer. This is where you put the, the damn electric dream machine in this fight nobody cares about. Good God. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the, the Wonders on this one because if Jem's so awesome, why isn't her band on the list? Ooh. Uh, Chris. Chris. Now, I put, I put the Misfits on here because I thought someone was going to take Jem and the Holograms. And, and I really just wanted to, to get this out of here because... This is a band that's rocked so hard that they have gotten away with, and this is in the show, uh, several accounts of, of attempted manslaughter, kidnapping, uh, several attempts at pretty much psychological torture. These, these guys are insanely crazy, and that makes a damn good rock group. So I got to go with the Misfits. Oh, vote for the Misfits. It is all tied up, and it comes down to me. Uh, Fuck all of you. I love the O'Neaters. Uh I, I love the story of the one hit wonder. And that's what it that's what that movie was, was the beginning to end of a one hit wonder. Uh and you know, breaking up a band. But uh eh, God damn you, Chris. You swayed me again with your awesomeness of oh no, they've they've tried to kill people and it's on record in the show. So I will go with the Misfits to carry on the legacy of Jim and the holograms, which I did watch every afternoon because I have a younger sister and because it wasn't that bad of a show. That's right. I said it. Girl, girl stuff was fine in the 80s and 90s. So She's I, I'm truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Uh, voting for the Misfits. Misfits are moving on. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. So this is actually a little difficult one. It is Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem versus... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm going to say the Cantina Band from Star Wars. It's Big Dan and the Modal Nodes. Um, yeah, this is really tough because these are both awesome. Uh, really cool side note. Big uh, Dan and the Modal Nodes are actually like a big, really popular act across the universe. And they ended up playing the Cantina uh, just because something happened to the spaceship that they were in. And they... We're kind of uh, to have a forced, uh, uh, forced landing, if you will, at Tatooine, and uh, to make some extra money, they played like a crappy location, which is kind of the stupid EU retcon to justify that they're actually very important. So that's my unnecessary fact of the night. Uh, having said that, I'm going to vote for Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem just because I really loved them as a kid. Uh, all that Muppet stuff was just really great. And, uh, you know, the only thing better than Keith Moon uh, drumming is an animal. Dr. Teeth? Uh, vote for Dr. Teeth. Jared? Man, you know, I was, I was all set as a Star Trek fan to go for uh, Star Wars and that band until uh, Chuck reminded me about the EU and the <laughs> horror of the EU and justifying all this lame crap. Um, for Star Wars fans, so I absolutely will throw my hat in with Dr. Teeth and the glory of the electric mayhem. I think that the Great Muppet Caper is one of the greatest band origin stories ever in that hotel, so I'm going to go ahead and throw it there. 
uh, vote for Dr. Teeth. Chris. I didn't, I put Fig on here, but just because, I mean, who doesn't know that song? But out of all the Muppets, I mean, Dr. Teeth, Animal, Sergeant Floyd Pepper, Janice Zoot, and Lips are, are some of my favorites. Like, the Electric Mayhem is my, was one of my favorite bands, period, which is a little weird because they don't have that many songs. But so I got to vote for them. I just have to. Uh, vote for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. I too will be voting for Dr. Teeth, but not because of anything they actually did, but because of the uh, E True Hollywood story that they did on uh, what was that Robot Chicken, <laughs> where anim- they had to put Animal down. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Uh, so I'm going with Dr. Teeth. Uh, Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, nope. Um, the Cantina Band uh, is. I, I mean, if if Max Rebo can move on, I think the Cantina Band should move on. I think they were a better band. Uh, when I first saw them in Star Wars, I was kind of blown away. And that uh, Cantina song that they were playing is certainly iconic. It is iconic, but it is not moving on. On to our next fight. Uh, it's the unknown fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is Spinal Tap versus Karen's unknown pick, which was... Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Oh, wow. Man, I thought these guys should be here. But you know what I couldn't think of was, was uh, Hedwig. I just had the itch part. I just knew the itchy thing about it. And I was like, that itch band should be in there. That one with the itch. It's Inch. I was like, ah, but who is it? <laughs> All right. So that's why Google didn't help. So, yeah, that's great that they're here. So I'm going to go ahead and, and vote for them because I kept thinking they should be here. Uh, vote for Hedwig. Uh, Chris. As the stories go for like fake bands, oh man, that movie was amazing too. Um, uh, I gotta go with Spinal Tap though. I just I love Spinal Tap far more than I like Heg than I love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. But it's it's so close. It's so ridiculously close. Uh, vote for Spinal Tap. Um. I was just talking to Karen before this, so I, I think I'll go with Hedwig and the Angry, angry Itch. I, I really have no dog in the fight. Both are okay. Uh, Mike? Uh, I, uh, I love Hedwig, and I also was, uh, was considering putting that band on this list. I mean, this was, this was definitely one where having six choices was kind of tough. I even wound up swapping some things out. Um, as uh, after I had submitted my initial list, and and Hedwig is great. I've seen it. Uh, I actually have seen it live, and uh, I, I love the movie. I, I own the movie. I have the soundtrack. Yep, yep. But uh, I am going to go with Spinal Tap because they are iconic. I mean, they are every heavy metal band in the world. Uh, basically, now is Spinal Tap. Uh, it's, it, it was a great movie. The really, the first great rockumentary movie. Uh, plus it's got all those classic lines like, you know, uh, mine goes to 11 and you can't get much blacker and a clever line or a fine line between clever and stupid. Uh, the, the tiny Stonehenge being crushed by a dwarf. Uh, plus how dead on accurate it is for so many bands that, uh, that collapse. Uh, I mean, it's, it's black Sabbath in many ways. So because spinal tap is just so big, uh, I think I'm going to vote for them. A uh, vote for spinal tap. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck, which one takes the win? 
Spinal Tap, man. It's no contest in my book. Spinal Tap uh, is just awesome. Uh, I even saw them. They did like, a couple of concerts back in the 90s. It was great. Uh, hilarious. Smelled the glove, man. And Spinal Tap is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Sex Babam. That would be Scott Pilgrim's pants from Scott Pilgrim versus the World versus the B Sharps, Homer Simpson's uh, quartet from The Simpsons. We are Sex Babam, and we're here to see Scott Pilgrim kick your sorry ass. Yeah, Sex Babam all the way. Uh, vote for Sex Babam. Yeah. Uh, the B sharps were cool, you know, 15 years ago when they came out, I liked them a lot then. Uh, but there's been, you know, 15 years since they came out. Uh, I, I, and I really did like the music in Scott Pilgrim. As a matter of fact, two Scott Pilgrim bands made the list. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, sex bomb. Uh, Mike, uh, I am going to go with the B sharps. Uh, I'm not a big fan of, of Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I haven't read the comic. I liked the movie. But uh, I certainly was not as uh, as blown away as as many other people. Um, but the B sharps I thought was just a great little moment in The Simpsons where you find out this this unknown past that uh, Homer had as uh, as a, a musical star. And for me, the the best part about the episode is the ending where they all go up on the roof and essentially recreate uh, Let It Be. So because it's got a, it's it's great. Uh, musical references and actually just a lot of fun uh, stuff going on with the characters. Uh, I'll vote for the B sharps. Uh, vote for the B sharps, Chuck. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Mike. Where uh, I didn't see Scott Pilgrim, don't know anything about Scott Pilgrim. Saw the trailer, uh, didn't say, "Ooh, I really got to go see Scott Pilgrim." I mean, it may be good. I don't know. Uh, but the B-Sharps is connected with The Simpsons right off the bat. I'm a bigger fan of it. Um, I like all the kind of... It was also the early Simpsons, you know, uh, uh, when it was just cutting edge, awesome. And, uh, yeah, I like the whole Beatles connection, too. Like, uh, he even refers to that they said they were bigger than Jesus, and it was like the name of one of their albums. And it has, like, a picture of them walking across Abbey Road. Uh, so number six, uh, number six, B-Sharps. Uh, vote for the B sharps. It ties it up. It goes to you, Jared. Which one takes the win? Man, I am familiar with both of these uh, opponents, and I gotta say that Scott Pilgrim's opening sequence and the music, um, phenomenal, and it completely destroys any memories I have of the very cute Simpsons episode from a long time ago. Although I really did enjoy that joke that the B-Sharps put out an album called Bigger Than Jesus. I still have to go with Sex Bob-omb. Uh Vote for Sex Bob-omb, and they are moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is the Hong Kong Cavaliers from Buckaroo Banzai versus the Lone Rangers from Airheads. Um, I don't remember Buckaroo Banzai at all. I, and I've actually, it's because it's on demand now. I have recently tried to watch it, and it is almost unwatchable. Uh, you really Amen. didn't. You really had to have <laughs> been there for it and have some kind of nostalgia for it. I am not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying, coming to it 25, 30 years later, it's not an easy movie to watch. Uh, the Lone Rangers, though, Airheads, I could watch that right now. Uh, 
I like that movie. I, I like the fact that all they're trying to do is get their, their demo played on the radio. <laughs> oh, what different times those were. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Lone Rangers. Mike? Yeah, now see, I actually was there for Buckaroo Banzai. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater, and I uh, absolutely loved that movie. But I can't remember a goddamn thing about it. Um, I remember Airheads very clearly, and that really... I didn't want to see it. I thought it looked kind of stupid. Um, and then when I saw it, I was really very pleasantly surprised at, uh, at just how kind of likable it was. Um, a great cast, absolutely phenomenal cast, great, uh, great comedic actors. And, uh, just, it turned out to be a very, very fun movie. And I loved the crack about their name. How can they be lone if there's three of them? Yes. A vote for airheads, and then the, the the pause is what makes it funny. Uh, Chuck, you can't pluralize Lone Ranger. Yeah, I got to go with airheads. Uh, Damon, I had a similar experience as you did with Buckaroo uh, Bonsai, where I actually really wanted to like it. I was looking forward to checking it out. It's a cult classic, and there are even some famous lines from it: "Wherever you go, there you are," and Peter Weller. Uh, had all these great things going for it, and you know, half an hour into the movie, I'm just like, "Fuck this!" I turned it off. Um, you know, just like all this weird, goofy shit. And usually, that's a good, <laughs> but I was just like, uh, "Yeah, I have no idea what's going on," and I'm not laughing, so I just turned it off. So, I'm going with the Lone Rangers. A vote for the Lone Rangers, Jared. Okay, okay. There's got to be a point in this discussion where it stops being about the uh, content of the entire body of work that these bands are coming from, and we got to start talking about the bands themselves. It's geek logic, bro. Uh, what I, what I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, I mean, everyone's scrambling to remember something from Buckaroo Banzai. I mean, don't you remember uh, him on stage? You know, he's a rocket scientist and a rock star, which is badass right away. You don't remember this? Uh, actually, he gets up on stage. <laughs> he gets up on stage and and he's he's performing with the Hong Kong Cavaliers, and then like a, a woman's having a bad night, something like horrible, like she gets shoved or something, and uh, she goes walking off, and then like he just snaps his fingers and the spotlight goes to her, and he just starts talking to her about her day, and that's where that line comes from. The no matter where you go, there you are. None of this, none of this, like rings a nope. bell about how awesome that is. No, uh, I I know it, nope. man. Don't you all worry, right, all I right. know it. You know, you know, we can skip the geek cred section of this show because none of you have any. <laughs> wow, uh, vote for Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers, uh, Chris. Airheads was a movie that made me like not only Adam Sandler, but Brendan Fraser. But I own the Buckaroo Banzai comic series. So, I'm going to have to go with the Hong Kong Cavaliers. God bless you. A vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers. I forgot about the Buckaroo Bonsai comic book series. Uh, and there's actually something very special about that. I'm actually changing my vote just because of Amin Amat, who does, does the art on Buckaroo Bonsai. It is phenomenal. Yeah, Amin has been on the show. How could I vote against right, Amin I'll Amat? change my oh, vote, shit. too. Yeah, it's so. also got an overthrust, yeah. which is pretty sweet. So the oh, Hong yeah. Kong Cavaliers are moving on. The Lone Rangers are going down. Sorry, Lone Rangers. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Citizen Dick from Singles versus Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. 
Uh, I gotta go with Sergeant Peppers. Uh, I don't remember uh, Citizen Dick. Um, I did see singles, but I don't remember it very much at all. This seems to be a common theme. Uh, apparently, I can remember masturbating to Susie Quattro, but I can't see a movie I saw 10, 15 years ago. Um, but uh, I, you know, it's, it's again, it was, it was you know, a decent movie, but Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band won just as the movie, which may have been a horrible movie, but it was a horrible movie with the Bee Gees and like Peter Frampton and Steve Martin and George Burns and uh, shit, who else was in that movie? A lot of other people were in that movie. Um, and it's a horrible movie, but it's a great horrible movie. And in addition to that, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is the fictional band uh, in the album. I mean, they're singing about a band. Uh, and, and that's a very kind of early concept album. It really didn't, the concept didn't play out, I think, as much as they had originally intended. Uh, but because that pretty much changed music, uh, I will vote for Sgt. Pepper. Uh, vote for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Uh, Chuck? Yeah, I gotta go with Sgt. Pepper too. Uh, you know, just Mike kind of took the words out of my mouth, and I think it's just uh, essentially uh, like a really kind of 60s kind of Beatles, people smoking weed kind of thing. Like, whoa, man, what if it's not us, but other people who are the band? Whoa, you know, uh, and um, yeah, I just gotta go with Sgt. Pepper. Another vote for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Jarrett, tell them why they're wrong. <laughs> well, uh, this is this is why Citizen Dick is here, because if you're discussing fictional music and fictional stories about, you know, made up musical groups, I think that Cameron Crowe inevitably needs to enter the discussion. I mean, he just has to, because you've got uh, Almost Famous, where he's got that uh, fictional band Stillwater, and he's also got this other thing, Singles, which I put in here because uh, he uh, basically had Citizen Dick and Singles come out right around when grunge was breaking and grunge was this huge movement from the early 90s in music and i don't know if anybody's listening to it or knows it anymore but this was the kind of uh forward thinking that that cameron crow brings to the table and he definitely brought that all to a a wonderful head in singles and maybe the grunge movement ended right after singles i don't know but the point is is that cameron crow was able to weave these fictional musical arts and a good bittersweet drama and something you can laugh at all around the music. And that's why I think Cameron Crowe's here. That's why he should be represented. And that's why he should go forward because he's done so much for this whole topic. Uh, vote for Citizen Dick. Chris. You know what? My vote was going to go to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band just because I love that movie, but I'm, I'm going with Sis and Dick. He, uh, he swayed my vote right there. Just took it, took it right out of, out of Sgt. Pepper's hands. And uh, bam, Citizen Dick. Uh, vote for Citizen Dick. Um, it's weird. I heard a story from um, Bobcat Goldsfart. Yeah, Bobcat Goldsway. Uh, and uh, he was uh, talking about that movie. And he was talking about Citizen Dick, and he was talking about the fact that he used to open for Nirvana, and the fact that Nirvana would sit down and watch the movie over and over again because it was that grunge movie. Uh, so that, that, that brings up memories. And uh, I'm going to vote for it. 
uh, but de facto, because if you put Stillwater on, I would have voted for the Stillwater all day long. I love that movie. Uh, singles, I like. It's okay. But yeah, I, it was it was a tough choice, but I, I did go with singles. So yeah. sorry about that. Hey, it's all right. I'm still I'm still voting for them because I am not letting the Beatles out of the first round. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Harsh well, no, because they're, they're, but it's not the Beatles. It's I know. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club. Band. It's the Beatles. It's it's <laughs> the Beatles, and they would end up winning because of crazy logic. Oh. Yeah, it's something people actually have heard of. Yeah, uh, they are bigger than Jesus. Exactly. But Citizen and look Dick, what Jesus did on this show. I know he crushed it. <laughs> Citizen Dick is Amen. moving First on. superhero. Uh, we're on to our next fight, uh, Chuck. This one is yours. It is Cold Slither from GI Joe versus the Ruddles from Monty Python. Ruddles. Wow! Thanks for going on and on about that. A vote for the Ruddles, Chris. Okay. I put Cold Slither on here because I had to put Cold Slither on here. Cold Slither was an idea Cobra Commander came up with because heavy metal music was popular. And it had subliminal messaging in all of their songs to get people to do bad things. Now, this is, this is up there on Cobra Commander's blow up the ocean plots of taking over the world, okay? It was made up of Zartan, Torch, uh, Scrapper. It was made up of... Uh, the Dreadnoughts, they were heavy metal band, grunge band. It was amazing. And I mean, I do love the Ruddles. I do. But I have to go with Cold Sliver on this. Oh, vote for Cold Slither. You know, I was gonna I was gonna go to the Ruddles, but yeah, I for, I you know, I remember it was Zartan and it, what is it, the Renegades, right? The dr- the Dreadnoughts. The Dreadnoughts. I remembered it was Zartan and his guys. I remember I remember that. And uh, I, but I forgot about the fact that it was a plot to take over the world. I forgot how stupid Cobra Commander's plots were, ah, and 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 actually gives me the the opportunity to go once man because hey. I like saying Cobra Commander stuff. So other than the opening of that movie, the rest of it is shit. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Cold Slither, uh, Mike. Uh, I am going to go for the Ruddles. Um, because they are basically the Beatles. Um, we've already knocked the Beatles out twice in this uh, in this particular geek fight uh, with the, the B-Sharps and with Sgt. Pepper. Um, and the Beats, technically. Um, and so, yeah, even better. So, I really think, you know, when we were putting together uh, this list, there was this uh, thing about, you know, how what do we consider a fictional band? Uh, I really wanted to put Kiss on this list um, because even though they're a real band, they are also a fictional band. And I really wanted to actually at one point did have Ziggy Stardust on here. Uh, again, real, but but still fictional. I really like the idea of, of sort of blurring this line when a real band enters a fictional setting. Um, and uh, Yeah, but I'm not putting him on this list. <laughs> um, and, and because I really think it, it's strange how, you know, like on the the best musical, uh, we got across the universe, but we didn't get any of the Beatles' actual musicals that they did. Um, there, there's been a strange lack of Beatles in geek fights, and I don't know if it's because there certainly is a strong tendency on the show to vote against the thing that everybody says is the best just because we kind of like the underdog. But sometimes when a lot of people are saying that something is the best, uh, it's because it's true, and I think the Beatles are one of the best bands ever. 
And even though I don't think for a second they're going to win this fight, I think they deserve to move on to round two. I'll vote for the Ruddles. I, 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 skipped, I skipped Jared, didn't I? So uh, it's all tied up, and it comes down to you, Jared. Who's hurting uh, you going to break? You don't want me deciding this, man. Yes, I do. I, I just uh, I was just uh, over at uh, GIJoe.com, and I'm happy to say that, hush, hush, it looks like Cold Slither's going to make an appearance in the new movie. So I'm going to go ahead and way, vote for man. the Ruddles. A vote for the Ruddles? You just blew my fucking mind. There's another reason I have to see that movie. Uh, but the Ruddles is moving on into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Mr. Formby, this one is yours. It is the Commitments from the Commitments versus... Drive shaft from Lost. This is tough too. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a huge, huge, huge Lost fan, and uh, I I always enjoyed the fact that uh, you know not only was uh, Charlie in a band, you know, he had like a, an annoying refrain he could constantly reference while he was walking around in the jungle from their big one hit wonder. Um, and uh, I just always enjoyed that. And when they went to the mythology of Drive Shaft and like showed them like doing their performances and their heroin addiction and all that stuff, I guess that was mildly interesting. But I just always liked the concept of a rock star in the middle of the jungle. And uh, on the other end, we have The Commitments, which uh, is a huge, huge movie for me as far as my family is concerned. Um, this was a movie that we watched a lot of when it came to VHS tape. Um, Alan Parker's movie, the the music, the uh, the characters, that lead singer they had who had that just amazing voice, and they all really did sing that music. It was just such a phenomenal achievement when I was younger, just watching that thing. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and vote for it now because uh, I do have a, that much nostalgia for it. Uh, vote for the commitments, Chris. Uh, um. The commitments, because I don't know either of these. I mean, my Greek, my geek cred goes down so low, but I don't like Lost, and I don't know the movie. And I'll watch it after that, though. That that made me interested in it. So I'm going to go with the commitments. I'll vote for the commitments. Oh, this sucks, because I, I, I watched the, the commitments because Jared said it was good. And it is a good movie. And, and it wasn't that I went out and watched it. I just saw that it was on IFC. And Jared had been talking about it one time. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, it is a good movie. I, I always enjoy uh, music movies. Uh, I, as you can tell, I, I sing all kinds of crap. But uh, and, and Drive Shaft, what is, Jared, what is the, 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 the line that he sings all the time? I can't remember it right now. That's like something like a... Yeah, you all, everybody. <laughs> you are, everybody. Yeah, that, that shit is so funny because it's so lame. <laughs> you oh, you're you on the second verse, bro. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, oh. It's, I, something, I, like, it's something like, uh, like shiny, happy people wearing expensive clothes. Yes, that's right. Oh, God. But I'm still going to vote for the commitment. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I never watched Lost, and I really enjoyed the commitments. So, the commitments. Chuck, are we going to get our first clean sweep of the night? Nope. Uh, I'm going to vote for Drive Shaft. I like the commitments. I saw it a while back when it came out. Uh, very good movie. Uh, uh, Lost, awesome TV show. Uh, but I'm not, and, uh, I'm not necessarily going to vote for it just because Lost is one of, was one of my favorite TV shows. I'm going to vote for it uh, kind of for some of the reasons that uh, Jared actually mentioned earlier. 
um, that they did kind of a cool thing of kind of going into the backstory of it. And uh, also another unnecessary fact of the day, uh, there's even an episode of Alias where uh, the main character is at a party and you can kind of hear that song playing in the background, which led fans to ask the question, is Alias and Lost part of the same metaverse? Whoa, I'm voting for Drive Chef. Oh, vote for Drive Shaft. <laughs> I forgot the, the, the line already from the song, but the commitments are moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Crash and the Boys, or The Boys and Crash. So sad from uh, Scott Pilgrim versus Eddie and the Cruisers. Now, Eddie and the Cruisers is, is from Back to Future, right? No, no it's, it's from, from Eddie, no, Eddie and the Cruisers. Fired. Fired. It's Eddie oh, yeah, I'm out. Ooh. What? So, ooh, I, I see. I hate when I get one. I'm hating this because I'm getting one that I don't know what the other one is from. It, can I pass? Is there a way that that can happen? You can always uh, change your vote later if you remember from other people talking about it. Okay, I gotta go. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'll say leave it to R two. No, there is no R two. R two's coming back in episode one hundred and one, right? Uh, he's dead. Yeah, he's going to be able to fly and stuff? No, literally the battery on him died. We can't actually use him anymore. Oh, no. Is some kind of crazy watch battery? Yeah. It's several I, of them. So get a new one. And they cost $4,000 a piece. <laughs> uh, you guys got to get that PayPal you. up and running on the, on the site. But I- anyway, Chris, what, what were you, you going to say? I mean, I gotta go with I gotta go with crashing the boys of the boys in crash just because I mean I'm a big fan of the comic book itself and later on they help Scott out they master the power of music itself and they control it with a bunch of Hulk hands and goggles uh, they just get ridiculous later on in the comics I mean in the movie it's sad because they just die in that first part but they they're they they don't play integral part but they're a very entertaining part later on so I that's why I put them on here I just thought that they deserved a little show a little bit more love so sad um yeah i don't remember ready in the cruisers i actually went on to uh what do you call that uh youtube and watched some of the music and i remember some of the music but i don't think i've ever seen the movie uh i did read scott pilgrim i did uh watch the movie uh but i i will vote for eddie and the cruisers here uh no I, you know what i'm gonna vote i that, that, no, do it. Those songs are stuck in your head, man. Go with your heart. Because you know it's yeah. going to lose. Dark Just don't vote for Eddie. Now, nothing is real. I'm Hell vote- yeah. That uh, is from the intro of episode 50 of Geek Fights. You uh, know it is. But I'm still voting for Crash and the Boys. Mike? Oh, yeah. You'll never know just how I feel. From out of the shadows, she walks like a dream. dream. Make me feel make crazy, make me feel, crazy, feel so mean. That's Eddie and the Cruisers. Damn, That's I should have voted the for them. You can oh, always and, change uh, your vote. Nah, I love that song because the boys need love. every once in a while, we all need to take a walk on the dark side. And uh, Scott Pilgrim's already got one musical act moving on. Let's spread a little bit of love to some iconic 80s music. Uh, uh, vote for Eddie and the Cruisers. Uh, Chuck? Uh, well, I put Eddie and the Cruisers on here, so I'm voting for it. And Jared, quickly tell us why Eddie and the Cruisers is moving on. <laughs> I think I already told you with Mike's help. Yeah, I think you did. Eddie and the Cruisers is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. 
It is one of the hardest fights on here. And I am mad about this. Why did you people have to put them on in this order that made them line up like this? Josie and the Pussycats from Josie and the Pussycats versus Wild Stallions from Bill and Ted. Ah, God damn it. This really, really sucks. But I could say, I could easily say that Wild Stallions sucks because they did all the way up until the last five minutes of the second movie. Uh, but then their music caused world peace. Like everything became great because of the music that they did. <laughs> because it's the greatest story ever told. I know. Like, oh, it really does suck that that these two are up against each other. Because Josie and the Pussycats, I love the movie and the music from it. As a matter of fact, I was pissed because right before, like yesterday, I was like, oh, God damn it. I should have changed one of mine to du jour. Because I love DeJour yeah, I was and Backdoor you to Lover. Put DeJour on here. I, I forgot about DeJour and Backdoor Lover. Backdoor Lover. Coming from behind with the lights turned low. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. See, now a final between that and the Electric Dream Machine, that would make sense. Oh, but uh, seriously, I, I'm, de- I'm just saying uh, if you haven't seen Josie and the Pussycats, just listen to the album. It's great. Um, God damn it, but the Wild Stallions music did cause world peace. So I'm going to vote for Wild Stallions. Somebody put in music here. I'm doing the electric guitar. Mike? <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I love Bill and Ted, um, but uh, I'm not going to vote for Wild Stallions because while I do love the movies, uh, Wild Stallions music may have brought world peace, but I think when they finally actually played, wasn't it? just uh a cover of that kiss song didn't they just play god gave rock and roll to you god gave yeah. rock so, and roll to you you know just took it from them man. if that if that was the case uh kiss would be uniting the world um and and one of the things that that i i personally want to keep in mind a lot when when going over this list is which band really did have the better music and josie and the pussycats has great music i mean they're really fun catchy pop songs that that are actually smart they have clever lyrics um and you know when i look down here i see bill and ted that's just two guys and well josie and the pussycats there's three of them wow on this side of uh, on this side of 100 there's three of them pops up so quickly uh a vote for josie and the pussycats chuck Okay, Mike just mentioned the exact reason why I am voting against Josie and the Pussycats. I don't even remember what podcast it was. It was a while back. Might have been like best fictional female characters. Best fictional female. Yeah. And okay, there were so many great people on the bracket, okay? And we had Josie and the fucking Pussycats on the thing. And the whole argument for Josie and the Pussycat the whole time was well, we had this one person, but then this is three people. Fuck them. That was the very first of the strange geek logics. There's three of them. Get to vote against it. Uh, Vote for Wild Stallions. Uh, Chris. Oh, sorry. I did it again. Jared. Um, Gosh. It's interesting that now we're starting to discuss like the the geek logics, uh, and maybe episode one hundred and one we should start uh, bringing this. Maybe I should like bring out uh, which one I think Eli would vote for from Stargate Universe. I could uh, I could go that way um, with this uh, argument. Which one? I could would you also want to put maybe your like. Penis in? 
Yeah, that's that's the newest. That's the freshest, I think. Uh, which you want to put your penis in? Um, no. There's also my favorite, where you know Bill and Ted can go back in time, and no Bill and Ted, no Josie and the Pussycats. I could do that. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go ahead and just go with um, Bill and Ted um, because yeah. the music did change the world, and because that is a movie franchise, a whole mythology that I summarily dismissed. For most of my life, I didn't see that till I was in my 30s, because I thought it was just going to be stupid and lame. And wow, was my mind blown! That is one of the most clever concepts ever put together. I think I love that it was born out of um, improvisation between those two screenwriters. It was cast brilliantly. The whole concept is brilliant. If you like time travel at all, this this movie answers every question or problem you've had with time travel. It's brilliant, and they do come back as superior musicians. So, in a battle of the bands, I'm pretty sure the Wild Stallions could take out Joyce and the Pussycats because they have got an infinite amount of time to practice. So, there's that. A vote for the Wild Stallions and Chris. Mike, how dare you take number into account without actually knowing the actual the amount of people that are in the Wild Stallions? You've got Bill S. Preston Esquire. You've got Ted Theodore Logan. You've got both of the bodacious princesses. You have Station. You have Death. And you've got the good robot versions of them. Those are those are far more numbers than the three pussycats. So Dude, we're going with the wild stallions. Station. They've and got Death on base. Death. I forgot about that. Uh, the wild stallions is moving on to the next round. Sorry, Mike. And we are at our last fight of the first round. It's the other unknown. It is the Blues Brothers versus Chris Mitchell. He called us all the way from the other side of the ocean uh, to give us this one. And it's one that we all should have. Somebody should have put this on here. Uh, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. It's Alvin and the Chipmunks versus the Blues Brothers. Mike? Uh, Yeah, I am going to go with the Blues Brothers. My love for them has been professed in other episodes. Yes, yes, I know. I, and I actually know Chuck. Oh, yeah. I'm going for the gold Blues Brothers, boys. Another vote for the Blues Brothers. Uh, Jared. This is kind of a fine line um, because the Blues Brothers are, yeah, okay, they are fictional, but they grew into a fictional world from a very real thing that John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd were doing. So I don't know if they technically qualify just because uh, it was, you know, a concept created by two, you know, ingenious comedians who happen to be able to do a few things with music. Um, and you can't get any more fictional than um, made up cartoon characters that sing with sped up records. But the material they had wasn't all that original. So, ah, you know what? I'm going to go with the Blues Brothers. Just, just stab Chris Mitchell in the heart. I'll vote for the Blues Brothers. Uh, Chris? Fuck Alvin and the Chipmunks. Blues Brothers. <laughs> and that is exactly why I'm going to be voting for Alvin and the Chipmunks, because I do want to fuck their chipmunk bodies. They're so You're, hot. You just like now, your vote not counting for anything, don't you? No, actually, Alvin and the Chipmunks is is one of those musical acts that people dismiss as not important, but it's actually very important, at least in my childhood, because 
I got a lot of older music from Alvin and the Chipmunks watching their cartoon because they couldn't really play the current pop music because it's animation. So they went back to the well to the stuff from the 60s and the 70s. And that's where I learned a lot of that music from, uh, from Alvin and the fucking boring Chipmunks. Uh, so because I learned a lot of great music from them, yes, Alvin and the Chipmunks, I will be voting for Alvin and the Chipmunks. I was just going for the fucking a chipmunk thing. Uh, and Alvin and the Chipmunks lost to the Blues Brothers. Sorry, Alvin. Alvin. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. Lord, I was born Remember the good old days? You know, war, protest. Going to jail. Well, man, we found this new album called Freedom Rock. It's got all those great songs we used to groove to back then. Just listen. I said, war. Good God, y'all. Don't you want somebody to love? Maybe I'll be there to shake your hand. Maybe I'll be there to share the land. friends all the world to see. To everything. If I leave here tomorrow Freedom Rock has it all, man. 40 original rock hits by the original artists. On four records, three cassettes, or two CDs. Here's more. In the white room with black curtains You see, I've been through the desert on a horse with no name I've seen fire and I've seen rain Sunshine go away today get Freedom Rock too. Four records or three cassettes are only $19.95. Two CDs, only $24.95. Here's how to order. You're just a little boy in a boy in a play suit, play suit, crying, crying. Funny if it weren't so pathetic, it weren't so pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. What the heck? I'll laugh anyway. I'll laugh anyway. I'll laugh anyway. 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 Into the barricade. In two. In two. Access. Access. Brian Townsend. Brian Townsend loaded. Loaded. Accessing. They mourn child. They mourn child loaded. This is Ivy Blue from IvyBlue.net, and you're listening to Geek Fights. And we're back doing what we do every week. Jared Formby, trademark geek cred. Uh, Chuck, what is your geek cred, sir? Uh, I, you know, I got a lot of unnecessary geek cred. Right now, I'm currently trying to watch every noteworthy uh, American sitcom, which is a, obviously a large, gargantuan task that I probably shouldn't waste time on, but I guess it just goes to show uh, 
how I like destroying my social life. So I just finished watching all the taxi episodes. Now moving on to Murphy Brown. Now you say, why am I going from taxi to Murphy Brown? Because I just randomly decided to do that. And am I insane? Yes. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm tired. Uh, Murphy Brown was okay. In the eighties. Jared. Oh man. Uh, it was it was weird when I got the email to to be a part of this fight because I was like, what? Best fictional music group? I I mean, who cares? I mean, what could it be? But then I started thinking, and it's like uh, it was for Mike Ortiz. I mean, there's so many bands that that now I want on the list that aren't on the list, and I have quite a few dogs in this fight still. So I don't know. I, I guess I do love uh, music and film, and I do love uh, stories about fictional uh, bands and and the worlds they create and. Uh, I'm glad I'm here for this. Rock on. And, and I made your intro. <laughs> and and you made the intro, of course, which is going to be an awesome intro for this one, I'm assuming. Um, and uh, Chris, uh, what is it, Fiore? Yeah, that's uh, a good one. And, and, and he's been on the show several times, never an actual full episode, but you've actually heard him before at the first C2E2 show, uh, at least the floor show. Uh a couple of the Detroit fanfare episodes. Uh, he's popped up. So, uh, Chris, what is your geek cred? I don't know. I'm, I, when you asked me to be on here, it's, it's a lot like like the last one. I really, really was surprised. I just like the fact that, that there's a place where we can have all of the things we argue about that we think don't matter, but they do matter. But, um, I mean... I, I've met you several times at cons. That that shows right there. Um, I don't know. I have an ex. Uh, like I know way too much about comic books. Uh, I like Scott Pilgrim the comic before it was popular. Like Scott Pilgrim. I don't know. Um, oh oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, so you know those anthologies of books where they collect like like a bunch of different artists and a bunch of different writers. I go to cons specifically to get signatures from everybody in those and not just like the writer and the 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 illustrator but the inker the penciler the letterer uh the colorist all that stuff uh that is some hefty geek cred <laughs> uh and that's what it's all about let's uh get back to the fighting uh chuck this one is yours it is mac the the max rebo band watch i, I had trouble saying the max rebo band but Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution. I have no problem saying. What the fuck is that? Chuck? <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Max Rebo band, but I'm voting for the original non-special edition before uh, George Lucas decided <laughs> I originally wanted to have a space harmonica, but the technology was limited at the time. And uh, uh, Don't get me wrong, I love Arrested Development. Great joke, uh, but uh, what's interesting too, Max Rebo band, the song was actually written by John Williams' son, and uh, it was actually kind of like like a funky-ish, disco-y kind of song uh, that was, uh, if you can actually kind of track down the original song that they actually like translated into Huddies and then made it all weird-sounding to make it sound alien, but it was based off of essentially kind of like a... Uh, 70s disco song which is kind of a, a fun song um i'm sure that'll be a strike against it for some of you folks but uh i'm going with the rebo 
Oh, vote for Max Rebo. Jared. Yeah, no, uh, just Disco's hot. I mean, there's no reason to, uh, to discount uh, Max Rebo because of, uh, of Disco, but there's all the reason in the world to discount it because it was remastered. You, you can't just, like, choose, like, well, I'm, I'm just going to go with the, like it originally was. It's sure like, oh, no, I, I mean. Why not? Oh, that, that, that version's been destroyed, man. Geek logic. No, stop. You know, I have it, it in my house. Ah, it's been destroyed. And you know what's I've never been destroyed? Dr. Funke. Dr. Funke's never been destroyed by no <laughs> special edition. So that is the way to go. I mean, this is so obvious. And That's because it'll never be a special gosh, edition. It's David Cross. <laughs> Come on, man. What are you going to do? It's one of the greatest jokes that they put on that show. It's one of the most, like, drink come out your nose asides that they'll ever pull. And that's all that show is, or asides like that. So I'm just saying, it's got to be Dr. Funke. Uh, vote for Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Times Family Salute Band Solution. Mike? Uh, I am also going to vote for Dr. Funke, uh, but specifically for the upcoming special edition <laughs> that features Gene Simmons in full kiss makeup as part of the band. Uh, another vote for Dr. Funke. Uh, Chris? Uh, Dr. Funke's 100% natural good time family band select solution. Uh, never played Java's Palace. Max Rebo. Uh, another vote for Max Rebo band. God damn it. It's all tied up. Comes down to me. Um, I really do. I really, really do like that. And then the, 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 the uh, Twilix girls singing. I'm serious. I uh, like the special geez. edition version. I think there's nothing wrong with it because they don't get rid of the other version. The other version's still there. It's just in the middle or it's on the it's the bookends to that song. If you actually go back and watch the special edition, the 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 original song starts to play, then they bring in the guy, the hairy guy and then it ends with the original song. So uh, it's still this there. This all sounds so lame, even as you're speaking about it. Come on. And that is why I have to almost vote for it. See, Jared, don't push uh. me. You're pushing my button. You pushed my button to, to go to go pure rage spite vote and vote for Max Rebo. Uh, you can't. You can't against David Cross. Come on. Yes, I can. Don't Ow. do that. Why are you doing this? This fight is so strong. Uh, but I will be voting for... Uh, God damn it. Yeah, just because I don't want to hear Chuck complain about special editions anymore, uh, I'm going to vote for Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution. And they are moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Jared, this one is yours. It is the Soggy Bottom Boys versus Disaster Area. Okay, uh, um, for me, um, the fact that this band exists only in text is so awesome and i think it should go outside of the sweet 16 so i'm gonna vote for hitchhiker's guide uh vote for disaster area chris they crash now picture this this is their music video okay okay a desolate planet an all-black limousine with all-black interior now this is a space limousine space limousine crashing into the sun and then the sun implodes into a black hole. That's their music video. Disaster Area. Another vote for Disaster Area. Um, yeah. I've never heard Disaster Area's music. And I, and, I, and I truly do love the music in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Uh, I, I love all of the music in the movie. Uh, but 
the soggy bottom boys in particular. I, I love the fact that they just bullshit their way into a, <laughs> a, a, a studio to sing a song and they, they've got the, their banjo player uh, made a deal with the devil to play the banjo really well. And he's running from the devil and they're running from the law and they become the most popular band in the area and they help change elections and all kinds of stuff. I love the whole story of the Soggy Bottom Boys. So I will be voting for the Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, Mike? I really like uh, this notion Jared brings up of a band that only exists in text moving on and the strange kind of uh, metatextual uh, comment that would make here. I mean, a band that, that you can't even hear. Um, but unfortunately, I think for me, part of, of what's going on in, in all of these fights is which has the best music and, uh, disaster area isn't even supposed to have good music. And, and you said it, Damon, the soggy bottom boys, that, that music was great. I mean, that really, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. So soggy bottom boys, another vote for the soggy bottom boys. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck, which one takes the win? I'm going to go with Soggy Bottom Boys um, for a few reasons. First of all, I, I do think the music's great. Uh, Jared earlier mentioned that uh, some people really bashed the Coen Brothers on this podcast. I have been one of them. Uh, I have a very kind of love-hate attitude towards a lot of their stuff. Um, this is one of their really great movies, and the music's great. Uh, I believe it won a, like 8 billion Grammys. I remember when it came out, I was working at a store that sold music and had like all these stickers, like 8 gajillion Grammys. Uh, but uh, not that that really proves anything, considering Oscar De La Hoya won a Grammy. But um, yeah, I mean, earlier someone even mentioned like, hey, we should be considering the, uh, the quality of the music as opposed to... The fact that it's in, in something that we like, and in this case, Disaster Area has no music. Uh, so it's just kind of like another Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy witticism, if you will, uh, which I love Hitchhiker's Guide and everything, but going with the Saga Bottoms. In constant sorrow, all through his days. Uh, Soggy Bottom Boys is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Electric Dream Machine versus The Misfits. I don't know. I think this comes down to which is more awful. Which which group has the more awful members in it? Because again, Misfits got away with, and they got away with murder, or attempted murder, uh, kidnapping and all that. But so have everyone at Patty's Pub. So I'm going to coin toss this. I really am just going to coin toss this because I have no idea what I'm going to go with. And it's Electric Dream Machine. All right. There we go. Uh, Electric Dream Machine gets a vote. Now, did they get credit for uh, Baby Boy, Little Boy, Little Boy, I Love You? Do they get credit for that too? Is that Electric Dream Machine as well? No, that no. was the play. That's the play, right? No, yeah. it's not. Yeah, so so I. Because, they only have Dayman. Yeah, if they only have Dayman. That's uh, your only one to see. <laughs> that's the one thing that's holding you back there. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> Dayman ultimately it's, inspires the play. Yeah, oh. I, I I know it does. Uh, but I, I'm still gonna go with the Misfits 
just because uh, Jim was truly outrageous, and so were their villains. So I'm going to go with the Misfits. Uh, Mike? Uh, I will stick with Electric Dream Machine. Uh, I never watched Jim, and uh, I love Damon. I love you, too. Um, Chuck? Um, you know, they're masters of karate and friendship for everyone. you got to go with the Electric Dream Machine. Uh, Jared. Man, this is so tough for me because this is these are the this is the joke that that slaughtered my my favorite movie of all time, The Electric Dream Machine. But I also do love it. But I also love the play more than you know just the one shot episode. So I'm in that boat with you, Damon. And I don't know Jem uh, at all. And when I uh, looked up the Misfits on the internet, I actually got a real band called the Misfits, and I was like, what? That's what I was talking so, about before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like, okay, um, but uh, I'm gonna go with the Electric Dream Machine because I do think those guys are really talented. But oh man, just still sad about round one. A vote for Electric Dream Machine. Electric Dream Machine is moving on. Oh, and we're on to our next fight. It is Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem versus Spinal Tap. This is stupid easy for me. It's Dr. Teeth and Electric, uh, and electric Mayhem. I mean, it, end all be all. Because Spinal Tap, Spinal Tap is one of those movies that you kind of had to be there. And I don't mean you had to be there, be there. I just mean you had to watch it within that 10-year period sweet spot of some movies like that where, where you have to be there, be a part of it. And I really wasn't. I've seen it. I like it. It is funny. Uh, but electric uh, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Dream is whatever. Doctor Teeth has been with me my almost uh, my entire life. Uh, that the, the music that they do uh, is I love them. So I'm going to go with Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem. Mike, I will stick with Spinal Tap. Uh, like I, I said before, they are they are the the iconic uh, heavy metal band. They, uh, theirs goes to 11. Uh, I have seen them live. Uh, they really are, are just fantastic. The music is great. Um, you know, you said you had to be there, you know, during that time period. Um, I mean, and I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe you're not. I don't know, but I was there and, uh, and it's, I think it's still one of the funniest movies of all time. Uh, and it's funny because the music is very funny. I have the soundtrack. I have the regular album that they released in the nineties when they went on tour uh, I just think they are one of the great uh, musical, fictional musical acts, and I think they're a great musical act. Oh, vote for Spinal Tap, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna first of all have to disagree with you with the whole you had to be there uh, thing, Damon, because uh, I actually know a bunch of people. For instance, my brother, a bunch of friends in their their teens, early twenties all of which are big fans of Spinal Tap. Uh, why? Well, because, you know, they're in, in bands and things like that. It's uh, just kind of like a, it's one of those things, you know, like kind of like a best in show or something like that, where it's kind of this particular brand of sarcasm that kind of uh, appeals to uh, the Dennis Miller ratio, if you will. Um, so uh, this is actually really tough because I really like both of them. Um, I want to vote for Dr. Teeth just because... It's connected to the Muppets, to be entirely honest. But I'm going to vote for Spinal Tap. 
just because um, uh, Dr. Teeth, great, you know, but it was just kind of part of like the ensemble of the Muppets with its weird quirky thing where Spinal Tap was just all about being uh, kind of like a parody of a metal band. The whole premise of the movie is a fictional music act. Uh, so Spinal Tap. Uh, vote for Spinal Tap. Jared. This is tough for me because uh, Michael Bikin, of course, is part of Spinal Tap, and he was uh, on Voyager. Dr. Teeth was on Voyager. So I'm going to have to just go with Spinal Tap because they had a miniature uh, Stonehenge. Another vote for Spinal Tap and Chris. It breaks my heart, man, because they're not moving on, but I have to go with Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem just just because my favorite Muppets, man. My favorite Muppets. And that's saying something. I'll vote for Dr. Teeth. But Spinal Tap is moving on. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, this one might be easy hard for you. It is Sex Babam versus the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Hmm, this is a... Uh... This is tough because, as I said, I don't remember the Hong Kong Cavaliers, and I'm not a big fan of Scott Pilgrim, but uh, I will go for the Hong Kong Cavaliers because of uh, the passionate case that was made for them by Jared in the last round. Yeah, but are you a fan of Beck? Not particularly. Ah, then never mind. (laughs) A vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Chuck? You know, Beck's a Scientologist. You can't trust him. Oh, uh, shit. You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, let me think. Uh, I don't know. This this selection here for me is kind of like giant douche versus turd sandwich here. Uh, but <laughs> um, hmm, the Hong Kong Cavaliers uh, used to be a lot better until Buckaroo Banzai took his talents to South Beach. But uh, I'll vote for them. I'll vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers, Jared. Oh, it's the Hong Kong Cavaliers. I mean, if you guys could actually get through the movie, you got this awesome end credit sequence where they all meet up and listen to the music. Uh, he's a rocket scientist and a rock star. It's like the ultimate 80s silliness. It's awesome. Another vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Chris. Sex bomb. I'll vote for... I, I, I don't even have to... Put, a, put an argument about it, but, you know, Sex Bob-omb. I'll vote for Sex bob Uh Yeah, I'm going to vote for Sex bob too. Uh, I I like the music in the movie. Um, and I'm, I'm actually going to include one of my all-time favorite songs, which is Ramona, which I, I thought was really, really funny when it, it when it pops up in the movie. And actually, uh, the Beck version of it I like a lot, too. So uh, I'm going to vote for Sex bob but Hong Kong Cavaliers are moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Citizen Dick versus the Runnels. Uh, I'm going to go for the Runnels. I put it on the list to begin with. Uh, I found out about the Runnels um, kind of in like the early 90s when I was just buying records at like a used record store. And I was, you know, into the Beatles and all that, you know, kind of British invasion stuff. And I just kind of came across the Ruddles randomly, you know, like, uh, like an album. Then later on, I found out it was a movie. Uh, and, um, it's written down here as Monty Python, but I'm pretty sure it's more of like an Eric Idle kind of solo 
project, but uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's essentially just a big parody of the Beatles. I think the subtitle to the movie is All You Need Is Cash. Uh, and um, I don't think it's aged as well as some Monty Python stuff, but it's still really funny. It has that zany humor at, while at the same time poking fun at the Beatles. So uh, it's a win-win. Uh, vote for the Reynolds. Jared. Okay, it's the Reynolds up against who? Citizen Dick. Citizen Dick. Oh, man. It's got to be Citizen Dick because of uh, the Cameron Crowe angle. And, I mean, this is actually the fish- fictional band that um, Matt Dillon was part of. And, you know, we probably never really got to see them play, per se. But we did get to watch Matt Dillon make a bunch of the T-shirts. He was just so full of himself. And, you know, he's just this ultimate rock star character just woven into this tapestry of um, life in Seattle at that time. And it had to be that time. It's just like uh, how uh, Stillwater in Almost Famous had to be that time. And, uh, you know, maybe Singles is one of these things that is aging and becoming one of those movies that's stuck in the uh, Spinal Tap phase of you had to be there for it or whatever. But that movie still strikes a chord with me, and I still think it's beautiful and awesome, and it doesn't work without Citizen Dick. So I'm going to vote for Citizen Dick. Uh, Jared's voting for some dick. Chris? All you need is cash. Uh, vote for the Ruttles. Uh Yeah, and you know, it's weird, because I don't mean that you can't enjoy it. I mean, you, you had to be there. And not necessarily you have to be there. When uh, Chuck talked about his his younger brother and friend who friends who love Spinal Tap, and talking about how they are in bands, that's being there. That's something that they can easily relate to. There, there's there's really not much I, that I can relate to with Citizen Dick. There's really not much I relate to with the Ruddles, but I do like to tie things up just to fuck with things. So I'm going to vote for Citizen Dick. Tie it up and send it to you, Mister Ortiz. I will stick with the Ruddles. Um, again, I, I'm not a, a fan of singles. Uh, and I, I, I was there in that I, I do remember seeing that movie. I remember that time period and, and, uh, and actually did like grunge music, but not as much as the Beatles or, uh, as much as just pure comedy. And it was a great parody. I, I mentioned I thought Spinal Tap, uh, was really the first great, uh, mockumentary. But uh, the Ruddles really was, in many ways, the first uh, the first mockumentary. And the Ruddles are moving on. We're on to our next fight, Jerry. The, Jerry, Jared. This one is yours. It is the Commitments versus Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh man, this is this is a this is a good one. It's a it's a good one. These these are definitely uh, two people that that need to be here. Um, but only one can move on. And uh, the uh, the music to uh, Eddie and the Cruisers, I believe, is is mostly um, entirely original. And I believe there's like uh, the John Beaver Band or something is responsible for the music in that. And the Commitments is basically a series of covers, um, old old uh, '60s covers and old R&B covers, um, done by an Irish group and. Man, I just I just love the commitments so much. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put them forward um, because um, of the dialogue in it. Because uh, um, the uh, oh man, yeah, I'm gonna go with the commitments. 
a vote for the commitment. Chris. Uh, um, I'm going to go with my original vote for the commitments just because, again, I don't know Eddie and the Cruisers, sadly. sadly. Uh, vote for the commitments because he's lame. Um, I am. I am. <laughs> you know, I don't. I, I just don't remember Eddie and the Cruisers, even though episode 50 does have. I remember that intro. I, I, I just, so I'm lame. No. I, I, just, I just don't really I, I remember music I, I just don't remember anything about the movie at all I don't remember anything about the band I remember the commitments I remember enjoying the commitments I, I liked the commitments uh, much more than I liked Eddie and the Cruiser obviously because I've seen that recently and I remember it so I'm going to go with Eddie sorry the commitments uh, Mike I will stick with Eddie and the Cruisers um, both are, are very good movies uh, but uh, like Jared had mentioned with the commitments, it was not original music, and uh, Eddie and the Cruisers was, and uh, and there's just something about that song that just kind of sticks in your head. So Eddie, uh, vote for Eddie and the Cruisers and Chuck. Did you die, Chuck? I believe you're muted, Chuck. There I'm going to take this moment oh, to okay, uh, change my go. vote to <laughs> Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, whoa, whoa. A vote to Eddie and the Cruisers. It's now all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Oh, Which one man, putting the pressure on. Damn it. Uh, whew, that's rough. I was, uh, was going to say I really like that line in the commitments when um, they essentially say that the Irish are the black people of Europe <laughs> uh, as a case for why they should be seen sort of like soul-type music. Um, this is tough because they're both really good. Uh, Go to the music. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Eddie and the Cruisers just because uh, I got to agree with Mike. It has more uh, original music, uh, some classic music. Um, I wish I could vote for both, but going with the Cruisers because, you know, he's also cruising. Uh, yeah, not really. He squeaked out a win here. Eddie and the Cruisers is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Wild Stallions versus the Blues Brothers. Very difficult fight. Two men on a mission from God, two men that spoke to God and the devil, technically. Ah, oh, man, both of them on epic journeys. Only one of them had two good movies. Good being the good term. I mean, 2000 had some good music, but come on, that movie. It's the so we are going with Wild Stallions. A vote for Wild Stallions pulling out Blues Brothers 2000. Wow! <laughs> that is, it did have good music. That, but the movie itself. Oh, man. That is a blow to the Blues Brothers right there. <laughs> that, 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 wow, that's, a, that's almost a sucker punch because you, for, you, you block out that, what is it, John Goodman replaces uh, Belushi. Right? Belushi, yeah. Yeah. Like, like you forget. John does not replace a John. Yeah, it it just doesn't work. Uh, At least it wasn't Jim Belushi. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> uh, but but actually, oh God, that honestly, even though it's a blow, it's not a body. It's it's a body blow, but it doesn't actually take out Blues Brothers. It actually elevates Blues Brothers over Wild Stallions for me because 
because you could tell how how good they are by, by the fact that when you replace one member of the entire band, it's horrible out, outside of it. You replace one person, happens to be the most important person of it, but you replace one person and it goes from being something that's great to watch and you enjoy and it was fun and the music was great too. Oh, wow. Why did they do that? So um, that, that didn't happen with Wild Stallions, but it did with Blues Brothers. And, and on the power of old Blues Brothers, I'm going to vote for the old Blues Brothers. Mike? You know, Wild Stallion had a great, Stallions had a great deal of impact in their own fictional world. I mean, they brought world peace, uh, blah, blah, blah. But in terms of their impact on our world and on me specifically uh i don't i don't really think it's it's very strong whereas the blues brothers really is um i mean you can take a shot at at the blues brothers you know i would argue that uh that the blues brothers really truly are just john belushi and dan Aykroyd, but but they're really not because they're kind of bigger than that uh i was at universal studios and uh just last year and there was a blues brothers act and i've seen people doing blues brothers acts a lot i myself actually lip-synced a blues brothers uh song back um right right after i got out of high school uh there is actually at, at a talent contest there is actually a youtube video of me doing this um but i'm not going to put a link to it anywhere what so uh so yeah the blues brothers has meant a lot to me uh personally much more and just the fact that you can still see people performing the Blues Brothers uh, in various places around the country today just shows they've had a little bit more impact on the real world than Wild Stallions did. Uh, vote for Blues Brothers. Chuck? Uh, what a lot of people don't realize about the uh, future, you know, the glorious, you know, peaceful future that the Wild Stallions helped create. It's all a facade. It's like a, like a North Korean Potemkin village, you know. Uh, they, they say that it's uh, all peaceful and stuff, but what do we see? We don't see the rest of the world. We just see these, like, you know, small futuristic-sized rooms with these overlords that are probably controlling the whole world. It's probably a big, a big massive dictatorship. There's no evidence that it actually is a Shangri-La peaceful world. All we see are glimpses. It's a facade. Those guys are controlling people through the Wild Stallions music. The Blues Brothers, on the other hand, were up against Illinois Nazis, all right? Blues Brothers. Always got to bring in the Nazis. Uh, Jared. Man, this, this is a really, really hard fight for me. Um, I, you know, it's just like I was saying in my, my geek cred section that, um, that I, I have a number of dogs in this fight, way more than, than I would have thought possible. And like huge dogs, like, you know, forming Jared's spine level dogs going on in here. And the Blues Brothers are definitely um, a set of that. I mean, John Belushi specifically. John Belushi is one of the biggest influences on my life as a performer, as a comedian, as a philosopher. I mean, his whole approach to entertainment and his whole belief that it just had to be raw and it had to be uncontained. The fact that the Second City's made rules... Uh, it, for, for playing nice to exclude things John Belushi was capable of back in the early 70s. I mean, th this guy is huge to me. He's huge. And then the Blues Brothers 2000 got mentioned. And replacing a John with a John does not, does not work. And yeah, I was, I was even there to, re to resent when they 
plugged Jim Belushi in, you know, instead of John, because he was just a Belushi. And, and that, that, that level of perversion has just always, always been an aversion to me. Um, the Wild Stallions don't have anything like that going on. And yeah, it's true that, uh, that the Blues Brothers have had more of an influence on the real world, I, I suppose. But they, I mean, they were a real world act. They, they were in the real world. I mean, these guys played the Universal Amphitheater. Um, Ackroyd and Belushi did that. And, and, you know, it's gone on. I mean, it's been, you know, parodied or, or helped along. I mean, there's a number of fans that might dress this way or do that kind of thing. And that's fine. But at the end of the day, this episode is about the best fictional music group. And the Blues Brothers just might not technically qualify. Love John Belushi all day. But when you're talking about like a fictional music group that's influential, that's awesome, that exists in a fictional universe, I'm just going to go with the Wild Stallions because it's probably the godhead of what we're talking about. I'll vote for the Wild Stallions. But nobody's changing their vote. The Blues Brothers are moving on. I also just want to, one point also about the Wild Stangs. In the future, is that the only thing that people are listening to? Yeah, yeah. apparently. That's yeah. it? Only Wild Stallions? Yeah. They, they, their music calms the, the, the human nature to destroy others. Which like is the ultimate... No, no, no. It's the ultimate extension of Bill and Ted themselves. I mean, think about it. These guys are so sincere and so awesome... That anybody they meet, no matter how evil their intentions are, people like Napoleon, Genghis Khan, like real assholes, right? It's just because they're high, man. No, they, no, we never <laughs> saw evidence of that. We never saw any evidence of that. Um, I'm Why do you saying, think the future is so smoky? These guys, these guys are so hip and just so um, open and so sincere about everything that it even changes the minds of the most evil there are out there. And this future is just an extension of that. That's the philosophy and the poetry of Bill and Ted. And I think it's an awesome universe. And, and I'm not going to question it. And, uh, and I think it should win over the Blues Brothers, which is a real act. And you changed my vote. Yeah, but they still play, they whoa, still whoa, play whoa. fictional people, though. It's too late. On the stage, you know. He, he changed my vote. He's absolutely right. Uh, Bill and Ted... The Wild Stallions are moving on. They also give us a future of high top fades and uh, shades all the time. Yes, boom, bitches. You condemned us to a, to a, a you know a dictatorship in the future. We can only listen to one band and constantly have smoke floating around. Yes. Yeah, high uh, a high top shade a fade dictatorship. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. We are at the, the the spots for the final four. This fight here is Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution versus the Soggy Bottom Boys. And uh, as much as I like saying Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution, I am a man in constant sorrow. So I'm, I'm going to vote for the Soggy Bottom Boys. Mike? I'll stick with the Funke. More Funke. Uh, Chuck? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Funke just because uh, I kind of prefer the humorous aspect of it over um, the Soggy Bottom Boys. Over the Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, Jared? Oh, man. I, I love the, the Dr. Funke so much. David Cross, I think, is one of the funniest performers there is. 
and uh, and the fact that he built that little band to keep his family like rocking it out while he was going through some kind of crisis in his personal life, I got to go with the Funke. More love for the Funke and Chris. I'm with you, Damon. Soggy bottom boys. And now I am a man in actual constant sorrow because the Soggy Bottom Boys are going out and Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Times Family Band Solution is into the final four. <laughs> Damn. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Should be easy for you. It is Electric Dream Machine versus Spinal Tap. Ooh, it, is, it is tough because I, I do like them both a lot, but uh, as been pointed out before, Electric D- Dream Machine is... One episode of uh, of the show that may have sort of inspired other stuff. It's really just one kind of gag. Uh, you know, I, I love the outfits. I love the, the glam. But uh, Spinal Tap, like I've said before, is just... Uh, that That is my favorite fictional musical act. I'll just call it right now. Spinal Tap. A vote for Spinal Tap. Chuck. Yeah, I'm going to go for Spinal Tap, and uh, I also want to just question some geek logic here, uh, Jared. I understand your argument earlier, you know, that uh, Blues Brothers played concerts, etc., but those guys are, you know, for instance, the same Spinal Tap. They did some concerts. I went to one, you know, but uh, at the concert, they're still in character. They're still playing fictional people. Now, you know, you can interpret that as you will, but I still consider that still a f- kind of a fictional uh, music group insofar as they're playing characters. They're playing a, a fictional person that does, does not exist and including music with that. And that's what Spinal Tap does. Um, and they really kind of almost pioneered that as like almost like a gag act slash music as well. And we'll go and, and, and play it elsewhere kind of like what was done with the blues brothers and that was really more stemming out of just huge amounts of popularity not so much as just trying to become a uh uh like musicians per se in my opinion so but that's just me going off on a tangent i'm voting for spinal tap another vote for spinal tap uh jared man charlie day like sit on the couch with that uh sock and the paint <laughs> and, and then Dennis comes in there and like opens the shades. <laughs> There's some of the funniest stuff uh, I've seen in a long time, and I'd love to vote for it now. And I'm going to go ahead and do it over Spinal Tap just because a tiny Stonehenge only goes so far with me. <laughs> oh, Chris. Now, Electric Dream Machine might have amps that are louder. But only Spinal Tap have amps that go to 11. So Spinal Tap. A vote for Spinal Tap. Ah! Uh, Yeah, I'm still going to vote for Electric Dream Machine. I don't care that it's only one song. It inspired the musical. I don't even care. I I just, uh, I've never really understood the love for Spinal Tap. But that's also because I've never been a, a heavy metal fan. Like, I've never really cared about metal. Not that not that metal's bad. I just it's never been one of my things. So I don't like it. So it's, it, maybe I had to be there, and I just missed the boat somehow. Uh, 
So uh, I'm voting for Electric Dream Machine, but Spinal Tap is into the final four. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is the Hong Kong Cavaliers versus the Ruddles. Um, yeah, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm you know, kind of lukewarm on the whole Buckaroo Banzai uh, thing. I'm sure it has moments of, of witty stuff. Uh, I don't mean to completely discount it, but uh, uh, Ruddles is really funny. It's in in the vein of kind of that zany Monty Python-esque type humor uh, and it's poking fun at the Beatles, all of which is just awesome elements, uh, so I'm going with the Ruddles. Uh, vote for the Ruddles. Jared? Um, Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers is one of the, the coolest concepts ever. I dare say the concept of Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers is even cooler than the movie they're in. Like, that is just how awesome the concept of the rocket scientist slash rock star is. And it's so cool, in fact, that it has gone past the movie and is being drawn by a fellow geek fighter. So remember, a vote for the Ruddles is a vote against Amin. Ouch. Wow. Low blow. A vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers. Uh, Chris. See, if Jared didn't mention the rocket scientist slash rock star in his, in his argument, I would not have voted for Buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers. But I have to because he did. Hong Kong Cavaliers. A vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers. You guys suck. Um, damn it. <laughs> A vote against the mean. That's so that's so fucked up because we were gonna see him in Chicago and he 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 just couldn't make it. I was, ah, god damn it, god damn you, Jared. I don't want to vote against the mean. <laughs> uh, so I'm not going to vote against the mean now. I'm going to vote for the Hong Kong Cavaliers, Mike. Yeah, pretty much. I agree with what you just said. I was all ready to vote for the Ruddles until uh, I realized I would be voting against Amin, and I don't want to do that. So, Buckaroo Banzai. What's going to be great is if I misremembered what he actually drew, but I'm almost positive he did the Buckaroo Banzai. Didn't he do Buckaroo Banzai? I'm almost positive. I'm going to go with 99%. Uh, but it's a shame the internet died today. <laughs> no one can look it up. <laughs> well, if we look it up, then our, our connection goes bad, and then we can't cheating. talk to each other. And it is slightly cheating. But uh, the Hong Kong Cavaliers are into the Final Four. And uh, for the last spot in the Final Four, Jared, this one is yours. It is Eddie and the Cruisers versus the Wild Stallions. All right. Um, I've been passionate about both of these, these uh, champions uh, now coming up here, trying to get a spot into the Final Four. But I'll tell you what, Bill and Ted, that shit is just awesome. And yeah, maybe uh, Eddie and the Cruisers has more original music and Maybe there's more of it, but um, as a fictional concept, you really can't beat Bill and Ted. They rocked it out the hardest. Um, I think they're completely jerking. And uh, Station. Station. Uh, Chris. All we are is dust in the wind, dude. Dust. Wind. Dude. That's all you need. Wild Stallions. Another vote for Wild Stallions. Ah, God damn it. See, now I'm in the position of, 
I don't really want to put Eddie and the Cruisers out. Not that I actually care about Eddie and the Cruisers. I, I, I don't. <laughs> Not really at all. I just don't want to be the guy that puts them out. Uh, but I'm going to be. Be ruthless. I, I am. I'm going to be uh, heartless because I was once a man. Oh, God. And I'm going to vote for Wild Stallions. Uh, Mike? You know, I've I've kind of voted against Wild Stallions, but uh, all of all of this these arguments that have been uh, popping up uh, on this side of, of the bracket uh, have have really started to sway me. So I will vote for Wild Stallions. And Wild Stallions gets another vote. And Chuck, why are we wrong? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to live in the. Weird future where we're wearing sunglasses, <laughs> high tops, with just kind of smoke floating around, and people only listening to one band that we only kind of hear a little bit of one song over and over again. I want to slip my wrist already just thinking about living in that kind of environment. And we don't even know what's going on outside of those rooms. So I'm going to have to go for Eddie and the Cruisers. Holograms of Chris Winter and Keanu Reeves air guitaring. <laughs> a vote for Eddie and the Cruisers. But Wild Stallions is into the final four. We've got Dr. Fumke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution versus Spinal Tap and Hong Kong Cavaliers versus Wild Stallions. And Chris, this fight is yours. It is Dr. Fumke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution versus Spinal Tap. The only thing I can still say is that Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solutions amps can be louder, but only Spinal Tap's amps can go to 11. Spinal Tap. Uh, vote for Spinal Tap. Um, yeah, I don't care. I'm still I'm voting for Dr. Funke's 100% natural good times family band solution because I shouldn't be able to say that. I don't know why I'm able to say that without any problem whatsoever. Uh, Mike? Uh, I will stick with Spinal Tap. You know, one of the things about about Spinal Tap was was just how dead on the, the parody was. So not just when Spinal Tap was a heavy metal band, but Prior to that, Spinal Tap was a uh, a psychedelic band doing Listen uh, to the Flower People, and that was a fantastic psychedelic song. And prior to that, uh, they were, I think, the Timsmen, um, and, and they were very much kind of a Beatles-style uh, Brit pop band. So all of those things, all of the iterations of Spinal Tap have been uh, really just great parodies of, of a wide range of, of musical styles. Um, so yeah, in in many ways, they they just sort of cover all of the the musical bases for me. So Spinal Tap, a uh, vote for Spinal Tap, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, basically what Mike said and what I've been saying throughout the whole podcast about Spinal Tap. Uh, there's no way I can vote against uh, Spinal Tap. It's just more classic. Uh, you know, it has more classic lines. Even if people don't haven't seen or really know it, they. They kind of have an inkling of Spinal Tap. If they heard, oh, this goes to 11, uh, it's just more classic, more recognizable, and uh, I just really love it a lot. So I've got to go with the tap. Uh, another vote for Spinal Tap. And Jared. Man, this is, this is, uh, this is another tough one for me um, because Spinal Tap does receive so much love. And Rob Reiner, of course, put together the whole Spinal Tap thing. 
And uh, then there's like little L's. I mean, there's that, then there's the Princess Bride. And then that's all there is of, of Rob Reiner. And as much as I'd like to just kind of stick to, you know, the, the music or the influence that came out of Spinal Tap, which of course is huge, I am just a bigger nerd about Arrested Development. So I, I'm just going to go, go with that, and I, I hope they're going to be in the movie. A vote for Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution. But Spinal Tap is into the finals, and we are on to the next fight. Uh, it is the Hong Kong Cavaliers versus the Wild Stallions. And, um, yeah, uh, I'm going Wild Stallions because I kind of, you know, I don't really need free will. Uh, I, I'm fine with the fascist utopia because the word utopia is in there. So, you know, I give up all my rights for a utopia. You know, even if, you know, in that utopia, I, I happen to uh, often get ass raped. I, I'd be fine with that uh, and have to listen to the same three bars of one song over and over again. So I'm going to go with Wild Stallions. Mike? Um, hmm. You uh you make a very very good point there, um, and yeah, I think I'll vote for Wild Stallions. Uh, they and for no other reason than if they do win, I'll get to play a Kiss song as our outro. A <laughs> vote for Wild Stallions, Chuck. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Wild Stallions because Iman didn't have the decency to give us free comic books. Uh, Amin, Amin would have. <laughs> He's offered. I didn't get it. Chris? Oh, Chuck, it's glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that you finally gave in to the uh, fascist <laughs> high top fade shade uh, allegiance. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like the, the pods, you know. Oh, you must become one of us. Oh, man. And then you get Donald Sutherland screaming at you. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Uh, what what can I say? I mean, death. I, I I mean, you got you got the rocket scientist rock star, but you have death on base. Death on base. Wild. A <laughs> uh, vote for Wild Stallions and Jared. Yeah. Um. I mean, I've been like the biggest supporter of Buckaroo Banzai all the way up until now. I can't believe they've come this far with so many people hating the movie, but. <laughs> But even Buckaroo Banzai cannot stand up against the Wild Stallions station. Station! And the Wild Stallions are into the finals. Is that it, the first clean sweep? That's the first clean sweep of the Dang. episode. It is Spinal Tap versus the Wild Stallions. I had a dream about this once. <laughs> Mr. Ortiz, what's your vote? Uh, I'm going to stick with Spinal Tap. Um, they were much more of a, a real band with real music, with good music. Um, they are, are the template for not just uh, kind of a rock and roll band, but even for the rock and roll mockumentary. Uh, Wild Stands is a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that I want to be a part of this weird future utopia uh i generally don't play well in those environments but uh you know spinal tap had uh, a drummer that choked on vomit uh but not his own vomit and uh there was a chance on this episode i'd choke on vomit so i vote for spinal tap 
Uh, vote for Spinal Tap, Chuck. Oh yeah, I forgot about the whole gag with the drummer always dying in Spinal Tap. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I gotta go with Spinal Tap too. Obviously, um, I really like Bill and Ted, uh, and I agree it's it's a fun movie. It, uh, the whole you know poking fun at uh, time travel is great. Uh, it's a great movie, but even as Mike said, in terms of being, if we're defining it as being the best fictional music act, um, Bill and Ted are more, in the movie, are more like people that happen to be musicians and their music happens to be important, but you don't really experience it. And if you do, it's extremely fleeting. Whereas Spinal Tap, not only are there bits, um, you know, jokes and, and the dialogue and things like that throughout the movie, but there's actual music, which are also jokes in and of themselves. That's the definition of a great fictional music act. So that's why I'm going for Spinal Tap. Another vote for Spinal Tap. Jared. Um, the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the Bill and Ted's um, Bogus Journey, this, this story of these two guys who um, just wanted to be musicians... Um, and not for any kind of obtuse goal where they wanted to change the world or anything like that. They, uh, they wanted to do it because they thought it would be, well, excellent to do. And they sucked at it. And then they, they got better at it um, because um, the future had a vested interest in them developing that to develop an awesome future, which I don't think is going to be dystopian or... or um, uh, a dictatorship or, or without free choice or reign. I'm, the, the, the future that they're building toward simply arrives at be excellent to one another, which I think is a fantastic philosophy. And I believe that these two guys nail that philosophy down. And it is important that they're musicians. And it's important that the music changes the world. I mean, this fictional environment of, of Bill and Ted um, might not have the, the accessibility that the Spinal Tap has for, you know, um, being the, the format of the story can be married so easily to music. But this is the thing, and this is why I don't think Spinal Tap should win this, is because it is a series of, of jokes. It's, it's a joke about an entire thing. It, like the whole concept of metal music, this is a joke, you know, we're, we're making fun of this, this aspect of this. And, and if uh, our, our attitudes aren't funny enough, we're also going to make fun of it you know in song and our songs are going to parody this whole aspect of americana and and um and music in general um whereas the flip side is bill and ted everything is absolutely sincere everything comes from you know the bottom of the heart and it's extended into a, a very positive message which isn't stand back and laugh at things it's you know why can't we just get along why can't we embrace each other and isn't this the best of what music does anyway? So I think it should be Bill and Ted, even though they don't have like a body of work per se. Um, as a fictional music act, this concept nails it. And gosh, you know, I wish I could recount like the whole lineup, you know, as, as easily as, as Chris can. But yeah, all of it, the bodacious babes, death on bass, all that stuff it is fantastic. And I think it should win. And I think Bill and Ted winning any of these fights is a great thing. So let's just go with them. A vote for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, wild stallions, bogus journey. 
Um, I'm going to skip you, Chris, because I'm going to tie it up. I'm definitely tying it up. Number one, I don't like Spinal Tap. Not that there's anything wrong with Spinal Tap. There's not anything wrong with anybody else liking Spinal Tap. It's not for me. But um, that statement, be excellent to one another. Fuck yeah, dude. I want that. It's be excellent to each other or else in the future. No, no, it's not. Oh, yeah. They don't ever say or else. It's just be excellent to each other. It's implied. (laughs) It might be. But I, I, I still like that. I still like that. That at the heart of those two characters, it is just they wanted to share their love of music with the rest of the world, and the rest of the world accepted it, and then you know found world peace because of it. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Wild Stallions. Tie it all up. It comes down to you, Chris. Your first ever geek fight. Which one takes the win? Oh man, you're putting it all on me. But I gotta go with. Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore Logan, Station <laughs> Death, the Bodacious Princesses, good robot Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and good robot Ted Theodore Logan for the win. Wild Stallions. And you forgot the most important part. Station! Yes, yes. <laughs> and the Wild Stallions <laughs> take the win. They are the best fictional musical act, and they only have a cover. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check out uh, DVD Geeks, Subspace Communicate, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. Also, uh, what is it? Hello, Robot? Goodbye, Robot? I'm trying to remember their other thing. Uh, Zarban.com, the soulless minions of orthodoxy. Um Special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with Chris Mitchell on the Geek Fights Tumblr. And there is a Geek Fights Wiki now. You can go on there and you can... Seriously, I encourage you to go onto the wiki and just place information in there that is completely false. We will not (laughs) correct it. At all. I'm not joking because if you go on there right now, my, my host name is... It says host... Host of Geek Fights, former God of Thunder. And nobody's called me on it. Like it's just it's been there for a month now. But um and of course and, and check out what they're doing on the Geek Fights Tumblr. Of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the pimped out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek at HeyStarTrek.net. Could you say www.heystartrek.net because HeyStarTrek.net doesn't go anywhere. I'm I'm assuming that people do www. I hope they're doing the www because I didn't think to do it. Put the HTTP semicolon slash slash in there, too. I don't know why it's so finicky. Okay. I feel like WW should just be left off of everything, but apparently it still needs to be there sometimes. Okay. www.heystartrek.net. That's going to be weird for me to say. I'd also like to thank our guests for joining us. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, Chuck? Oh, yeah. The Geek Fights Wiki. (laughs) Uh, How about the fact that if you're friends with Chuck on Facebook... All the way up until the Olympics, he will have an Olympic fact every day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that I'm extremely obsessed with the Olympics. And so every day on Facebook, I post uh, things about the Olympics, and then people always make fun of me that I'm obsessed with the Olympics. Yeah, there's that. Uh, Mr. Jared Formby. Um, gosh, uh as far as an endorsement right now, I, I really don't have anything to, to really push for, um, except for uh, the Wild Stallions. 
<laughs> and, and I hope that they win this fight. And oh, they did. Oh, what about Buckaroo, man? You got to plug them too. Oh, Buckaroo Banzai. I'm so glad yeah. they went as far as they did. Gotta <laughs> say. Um, let, let's see. Who am I? Oh, Chris, I'm completely missing you. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, Party Table Illustrations. But only a few people are going to even know what that is. So, no. Well, say it again. because Party, Party Table Illustrations happens to be a small <laughs> illustration company myself and my little brother go to cons with. And uh, anytime you see us, we will be partying and we will be doing fantastic artwork for only a single dollar. See, there we go. See, Party Time Illustrations. Because Table. Table. Ta- sorry, party, party table. Party table illustrations. Now more people know about it. Well, uh, thank you very much. Mr. Ortiz. You can find me on the Week and Geek video show on YouTube where every week we uh, preview the upcoming comics of that week. You can find us at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, and uh, links to things like the wiki and Facebook and things like that. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and the Zoom Network or like us on Facebook. Damon, if you don't mind, I forgot to mention my little brother. His name is Kyle Fisher. It is Chris Fiore and Kyle Fisher for Party Table Illustration. That works out. All right. Thank you. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or at geekfights on Twitter. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are, let's see, next week is Best Captain, and, and I was very specific. I did not want it to be all Star Trek. So Captain Crunch is on the list. Captain Kangaroo is on the list. Damn. <laughs> Captain from Captain and Tennille is on the list. Man, Captain Crunch is a badass. I know. Yeah, he uh, fucks up the top of your mouth. Fucks, he fucks up the doggies, <laughs> too. Uh, after that will be Best Sketch Comedy TV Show. Mike's been wanting to do that for a while. Uh, that'll be fun. And then, be yeah. and then after that is something I'm excited about, which is Best Mike. Um, it's going to be nothing but Mike's and Michael's on the panel and in the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Michael Jordan's going to be on the list? Uh, so is Michael's the, the Craft. Michael's the Craft Store <laughs> will be on the list. I'm definitely putting it on there. Uh, <laughs> any and all ideas are, are, are welcome. How about Mike and Ike's? Yes, yes. Oh, shit. But they're getting a gay divorce. Uh, oh, damn it. Oh. So you it's just going to be Mike. Mike. I'm not joking. They are getting a gay, gay I divorce. I did hate yikes. Uh, thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the keep fight. Good night.
nerds feel about that Michael Bay reboot of the Turtles? I'm absolutely fine shit. with it. That's all I'm saying. Crappy. <clears throat> no, it is not. See, it's one of those things that I, uh, me and Mike were talking about this before about Transformers. Transformers was a shitty show. We loved it as children, but it was a shitty show. And they made a shitty movie out of it, but it was a fun shitty movie. Yeah, but I want the shitty movie to be similar to the shitty show. Yeah, but, but it's not going to be. And that's <laughs> they, why it sucks. But James, the just try not to be shitty. Turtles already has good source material. It's already got good... It has good cartoons that were based off of the original run on the yeah. comics. The yeah. comics were good for what they were. The fact that he's taking this and making it super shitty, like the shitty cartoon, well, we the original know. one... You mean, I mean, we don't need that. The shitty cartoon that was extremely popular and had a wide reach. But it was <laughs> shitty. It, it doesn't matter. It made tons of money, and that's oh, all that counts. Of course it yeah, I'm not going to watch it unless the Vanilla Ice has a nin- another ninja rap. In it. Oh, my God. That would be the <laughs> better thing in the, the world. turtle rap. The turtle rap from the first one was badass. Ninja. Ninja rap. Yeah, but did it have Vanilla Ice in it? No. Uh, no, but it... I mean... Dude, fucking shredder, cool man. Oh, uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to me. Gave rock and roll to everyone. God gave rock and roll to you. Rock and roll to Say rock and roll for everyone. Say rock and Bill and Ted's that. most excellent adventure. I it's a part of that for sure. Short-lived.